grab me a beer and grab him a coat. We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon says, see if it's your ex drinking buddy. Brandon says, see if it's your ex drinking buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. I am your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, talk shit, talk shop, get drunk, do drugs, and reminisce about old stories. I am sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Most weeks, I will be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from New York City, comedian, former podcaster, Joe Senra. <sighs> hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? Happy to be here. Thank you, Brendan. Yes. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Brendan's. That's great. This is sick. You like it? This is sick. Yeah. I mean, he let us in. He said, he said give me 10 seconds. You're like, this is going to be a big open. Just wait. And it's just like, we're... Here we go. Now we're This going. is a real show. Yeah. This is professional. I always think it's funny when I have... Cause they don't know. No. they Well, they know because they've been listening for a long time. No, they don't know. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know. You're giving too much credit. They're dumb. They're <laughs> fucking dumb. Dude. Not- <laughs> I love my listeners. They're very intelligent people. No, it's funny because I... Uh, to the untrained eye in New York, because I've only been here for a year, I'm just like some open micer who does bar shows and like book shows on occasion. Hell yeah. And then people all invite people on the podcast and they're like, yeah, I guess. And then they come to the studio and they're like, oh, this is like a real thing. Like, no, you, I knew. Yeah. I knew. As soon as I met you, I was like, this guy. Takes is, it serious, man. Ta- it takes no prisoners. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this guy means his, his fucking business. And you were telling me, you're like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And then you told me about your... um. You're like, I got arrested, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then you're like, technically, it was assault. And then you explained exactly assault. And I was like, <laughs> no, that's not technical at all. That sounds very violent. Let's do like, This guy's a maniac. <laughs> yeah. No, don't put all into comedy. Let's uh, do you first. Plug everything up front. Uh, any dates you have coming up, this will come out in about 10 days. So plug everything you got coming up Sick. in July, uh, August. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, o- I'm at the... Pair most of the time. Uh, the Grizzly, Grizzly Pair. pair yeah, yeah uh, please. But I have a, a big show um, pr- uh, producing with Nikhil Mehta, my, my friend. He's a comedian in New York. Okay. We uh, host and produce the last show, NYC. That's what it's called. All right. You can check us out on Instagram, Twitter. We're going to get a TikTok. Email us. You know what I mean? Come out to our show. Our last one was at St. Mark's Comedy Club. This next one's going to be at Con Body. Okay. Some August dates coming out, but please Instagram the last show NYC. We want everyone out. Okay. And yeah. then your Instagram is mine is Joe Not Famous, and it's that on every platform. Joe Not Famous Twitter. Joe, Joe Not, Not Famous, Famous? Instagram. Got One it. word. Joe Not Famous. Um, I wanted to have you on. <sighs> Damn, they, I plug. I plugged before I even. Yeah, we gave plug them the and sauce. Then we'll plug. They don't it. even know they like me yet. We'll These plug it fucking again the fools. They're gonna follow me already. They're dumb as fuck. There's no <laughs> way. My There's listener. no way they're smart. <laughs> oh man, coming from the guy who couldn't find the building. That's true. I'm dumb as shit. Also, MapQuest confused me. MapQuest put my heart. That's in what it. you went to. Whatever. Well, yeah, I printed out papers and everything. <laughs> the Google Maps. I I put my life and soul in the Google machine. It fucking made me look like a fool. To you. <laughs> I fucking hate technology, dude. I know, me too. I uh, Waze gets me when I was first moving to New York and I was driving back and forth from Florida to New York. Waze would get me 
every time. I did the trip like four or five times. And every time I was like, I know what I'm doing now. And yeah. Waze is like, actually, we're going to go this way. And then I'd end up in like DC traffic. And I'm like, I fucking trusted you. Like you lied to me. DC traffic. Is that bad? DC I, traffic I'm, is I'm used horrible. to New York traffic. Bro. Well, New York traffic is it's probably brutal. the worst, but it's, I mean, it's fucking. And the whole time you're in New York tra- for real. Like I'm going to let anyone, are they New York? Who listens to this? Fuck. <laughs> What fucking dumb idiot is listening to this podcast? If they're in New York, I really hate them if they're in New York. I'll no, tell you what. I've got most of my listeners are um, in Florida. I've got a few in Ireland, oh, sick, uh, sick. The Netherlands, Canada. This is everywhere uh, I want yeah, to be. Yeah, California. Big. Nice. Nice. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Hold on. I'm, I'm, cho- I'm choosing my – because we have people listening – Usually, this is a very professional studio. Yeah. So we have normal people working behind, and I'm like, I don't want to offend anybody. The engineers and everybody. Normally, I just, I'll just let it fly. Let it fly, man. No one's listening. Yeah, because it's all jokes. All right, whatever. I'm also not vaping. I know it looks like I'm vaping. It does. (laughs) But I'm not. Okay, because we're on camera. I know. That's why I was like, are we on camera? They, everyone can see you. Do they give uh, a fuck? They're cool here. Everyone's cool. I mean, I don't vape, so I don't know. You'd yeah. have to ask them. Nah, he'll let me know later. He's like, you're not welcome back. <laughs> of pure racism. And and you, I'm pretty sure you're homophobic. <laughs> and I don't think that your views on women are all that great. <laughs> Holy shit. I like, making, I like making cool people that I agree with, like, uncomfortable. I like really finding out what makes them uncomfortable. <laughs> and then I really just get a grin on my fucking face, you know? Uh, so these people <laughs> driving in New York, these fucking dummies. And I know this is exa- – if I ever have a fan base, it's going to be alcoholic idiots for sure. There you go. That's a, a Young lot of alcoholics. Listen, yeah. They come after the show and they're like, man, I don't know why everyone wasn't laughing. I thought it was fine. It's like, go fuck yourself big time, actually. And then they're like, Do you yeah. have people say that to you after oh shows? Oh my God, dude. Oh my <laughs> God, bro. Anyone with a brain would have quit comedy if they were me a long time ago. The amount of people are like, I don't know what the, everyone's like, problem was. I thought, I was like, I thought they were having a good time. They're like, no, no, were you there? Whatever, dude. Well, let's, let's talk about New York traffic is a, is a problem. It's it really is. a problem. It is a pro- it's actually faster to walk or take the subway than it is to actually drive a lot I ran of the time. here. I ran here. You did run. So you drive. You drive in the city. And I got a parking ticket coming here. Hell yeah. This is my fourth unpaid parking ticket. So what do you- I'm buried. Where do right you now. live? I have debt. <laughs> I have debt. I have real debt. You understand? Where do you live that you drive everywhere? I live in Long Island right now. Okay. And I drive to the city yeah. to bang this girl. <laughs> And then, and then I wake up and I run to my car and there's always an Indian man giving me a ticket. Why don't you just park where you're allowed and to I park? And I try to speak to them in Bengali and they're like, I don't Dunda speak Bengali. Whatever. The, one of those monkey languages. <laughs> and, then, and then he gives me a fucking ticket every time. <laughs> my, be- my best friend in comedy is Indian. I know a lot about him. Um, <clears throat> they're cool. They're cool. Shout out. Anyways, the thing about New York City traffic is you know you're being stuck behind some loser with a dream. And you're like, you're not great like me. I have brilliance that you're holding up. Yeah, a lot of people in my fucking way in this city, in this town. Um, what brought you to the town? Are you, you're from Long Island? Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's where I'm you- moving to Long Island City. 
they probably shouldn't know where I live. 3611 uh, Greenpoint Avenue. Come through anytime. 3611? 3611. One yeah. of my very good buddies lives on Greenpoint. Well, Avenue. we're going to hang out. He lives on Greenpoint, so we'll all get together and have a party. Oh, I'd love to meet him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just throwing his shit out there. Yeah, yeah. Where does he live, huh? <laughs> Greenpoint's a big avenue. Uh, so what got you into doing – because you and I met at the pair, and it was kind of – we moved kind of fast. If this was a relationship, I was a little slut about it because I met you hosting the mic. Yeah. Which was you host the Tuesday mics? Quit bragging. And yeah. then uh, what yeah, happened I'm, yesterday? They were filming uh, no, I, Sex I, in the City or something. They're filming Gossip, Gossip Girl? Girl for dumb women. I'm guessing <laughs> my girlfriend Who watches that, that shit. All right, everyone's she liked dumb the except for Brendan's girlfriend for some reason. She like the original. I've had several girlfriends that like that show, and they're all smarter than me. To be fair, <laughs> they have chosen to leave me. Have you watched the new Bill Burr special? No. Um, what is he it? has a whole bit about it. Dumb women? No, about how women are smarter than men. It, but, then, but are they or are we being no, nice? No, but he, he – the whole – I'm not going to burn the bit, but it's very funny how he like twists it and turns it and go. you know, it's Bill – it's Burr. It's, it's Burr. I'm always impre- – I mean, I don't know. Dude. We're in comedy. I don't meet a lot of smart people. Yeah, that's true. When you meet someone who's smart who's- – And does comedy, it's kind of like, Ooh. whoa. And usually they're not good. <laughs> usually they're not good. What? It's like, whoa, you suck this much? I thought you were smart enough to realize. <laughs> Get the fuck out. This is uh, for the dumb kids. So usually they look like they're about to give me parking tickets, huh? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, uh, so you host the pair, and I met you like a couple months ago when I started going downtown because I was doing mics in Midtown, and it's a lot of hobbyists. It's like a lot of people who go do comedy, but they're not actual comics. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. And do then, they know about co- comedy hobbyists? Because it's like a lot oh, of comedy. I don't yeah. know. It's people. It's people that don't. What you're saying? Do don't they do it once in a blue moon? Yeah. For fun. Oh, we talk about it. That's a big, heavy topic on the show because I take comedy. You know, comedy is my entire life. It's You're a comedian. Do it comedy. every day. Yeah, yeah you work do on a, it. Yeah, you do four or five mics a day if you can. You go do the hang. That's you book lot. shows. Yeah. You do a lot of writing. Like It's, it's a important. lot of bullshit. Like yeah, that. it is, but it's important. And uh, to me, I find it's, comedy very it's all. It's because it's all you like. Yeah, well, and I, and the listeners are probably sick of hearing about this, but comedy like saved my life. When I was younger and depressed and anxious, my cousin introduced me to Stand up, and I was like, "Oh, this can no matter what's going on, this can make me laugh for thirty minutes to an hour." And I was like, "That's that's invaluable because there's so many people who are going through so much shit, and if you can make those people laugh, that's that's why well, all my stuff is so dark." That's true, and you're using it of a value. Yeah, you're a comedian, so yeah. you're like, "This is giving me life." But I mean this for comedy fans out there, your fans. If comedy is what's keeping you alive, kill yourself now. <laughs> So we met at the pair a couple of months ago and I was like, hey, Joe, I'd love to have you on the podcast. And you were kind of like, well, this is moving a little fast. But I was That's like, true. yeah, come on, let's do it. And oh, here yeah. you are. I thought I was really anxious to have you on one to promote the show that you do, but also because uh, I thought you had a podcast because you talk about it on stage. Clyde so I like, and Joe podcast. That's yeah. Right. I was like, oh, we'll promote the podcast. And then you it's got it. here and you go, yeah. It's done last week. It, it's done. I don't do it anymore. We might get back to it. I, my podcast producer is Clyde Mack. Very funny. You can fo- follow him on Instagram, Clyde Mack. Why am I plugging this loser? You know what I mean? He's nothing in common. He's nothing and he's brought nothing to me. He texted me the other day. He's like, you know what? I just want to say it's uh, 
it's really hard to come across good friends and I value my friendship. And I was like, what so a sweet. faggot. Huh? What? You know what I mean? <laughs> Holy shit. God damn it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <clears throat> my sister's gay. I'm a little gay sometimes, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. He, yeah, he's a good friend. He's on Instagram. We have a podcast, Clyde and Joe podcast. So what was it? It's literally not even a podcast. We don't stream it on services. We're just talking and putting it on Instagram, live streaming it and like posting it on That's Instagram it. because he's in Pennsylvania and I've been waiting for him. How did you meet him? Uh, I met him uh, on the internet through other comics, and then we hung out a bunch. I go to, I do a show in uh, Central PA. Okay. And uh, yeah, he's a buddy. He's a buddy of mine. Like, well, uh, yeah, he values your friendship. Yeah, he's fucking gay. Listen, uh, yeah, he's cool. He's fine. Clyde's fine. But if he if he comes back to New York, we'll revive. So was he originally podcast. from New York? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's then, from Pennsylvania. And then the pandemic hit. And yeah, then he, he, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm we did out the week. That's he's got sure. a girlfriend. I think she's got money. He's waiting for her parents to die. Get some <laughs> of that fucking money. Yeah, I've seen her tits. Whatever. <laughs> You're gonna alienate every single person that listens to this show. Good, yeah. Choose some ice right there into the microphone. Actually. That's it. They either they're either gonna love me or they're gonna hate me. I don't know why no everybody else wasn't laughing. That's it, exactly. Uh, so, when did you start doing stand up? Uh, my first open mic ever was. Uh, I would like to say, I would like to say 2016. Okay, um, maybe 2014. I think 2014. And then, I don't know. I did it. I did it for like three months. And then, like, my whole... You were living in Long Island, and you're like, I want to try stand-up? No, I was living in Brooklyn. Okay. And I tried it. What brought you to the city, then? Uh, Just life. Literally nothing. So, okay, I'm going to take it back, because I, li- I like to kind of world-build, as it were. Yeah, world-build. So, you grew up in Long Island. This picture is wild. <laughs> this picture is fucking right. wild. <laughs> so you grew up in Long Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then wh- how old were you when you decided you wanted to come to the city? Oh, I left uh, in when I was 17 to go to college. I went to school in Philly for two years. Okay, what school? Uh, Arcadia University. Okay. And then uh, I studied abroad in Spain. Okay. And then... Um, so wait, do you, do you went to college? What did you go to college for? Uh, I was like everyone else. I had no idea. Okay. My but parents you, wanted me to go. So your parents wanted you to go. You decided to go. You did two years there and then did it how much? A semester, a year studying abroad? Yeah, I did. I lived there uh, six months. Okay. And then I moved uh, after Did Barcelona. you finish college? Yeah, I finished, but not that, at that school. Okay. I, but after, after Barcelona, I was like- Barcelona. Barcelona. Yes, exactly. You can imagine how I feel about those people. (laughs) (laughs) So after Barcelona, I I was like, well, I can't live with these fucking morons in Pennsylvania again because at least I got. Why were you in Pennsylvania? Uh, well, well, it's. It's in Glenside, Pennsylvania, oh. which is ten minutes outside. Of yeah, I'm Philly. sorry, you did say you went to school in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, and okay. and the bumpkins that live out there. I was just like, so two years, then you go to Barcelona, and yeah. then you come back, and you're like, I, I can't like, fucking live here anymore. No, not at all. Not at not all. after like, now you're cultured that. and uh, yeah, it was like I'm I'm a I'm a full blown alcoholic. <laughs> I. That's I've what I been said, cultured. Living, I've been eating fucking patatas bravas for six months and just walk. I wore a, a, a literally, what are those hats? Sombrero? No, not a sombrero. Those are dirty Mexicans wear that. 
I was in Spain. That's the rich, uh, classy That's Mexicans. the Europeans, not yeah. the... I'm I'm Ecuadorian and Spanish, so I can. So you can say, yeah, Ecuadorian is just a less famous Mexican. Okay. <laughs> we have bananas in crime. So, I I was like, I can't go back to Pennsylvania. That place fucking sucks. There's no reason to go there. Yeah, we've talked about that. And then, on the show. yeah, it's fucking terrible. And then, so I was like, I gotta go to New York. Yeah, I was done with college. Uh, you were like done, or you were finished. The way Kanye says it. You know what I mean? I wasn't done, but I was finished with it. Yeah. But my parents were like, no, you have to. And I was like, uh, all right, I'll be a movie maker. I'll be a filmmaker. Because I had a, I thought I was like a genius. When I was I was fully I was full blown retarded. Like it's <laughs> crazy how stupid I was. But I was like, I thought I was a genius. But really it was like I would get drunk every day and be like, what if I made a movie about this? And then I was like, I'm a movie maker. But after you stop drinking, you're like, oh, no. No, you can't. That's an idea. That's not a movie. It's a terrible idea. Yeah, it's a fucking a dumb idea. So I went to Hunter College to study film. Okay, I know Hunter College, 68th Street. Dude, I was with – all I was with was pretentious white – uh, rich kids yeah. that like their parents paid for them to like watch movies and analyze. So how much longer did you have in school? Cause you're basically three <sighs> years in. So how much longer did you have when you went uh, to Hunter? It took me about five and a half to six years to finish college altogether. Okay. Yeah. So what'd you end up finishing with? A film major. I was a film major. Okay. So that's what you settled on. That's kind of what you finished. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah. do you, I watched so many movies. When I was do there. you make films? No, I don't make shit. I don't do nothing. It was a waste. It was a waste. Of time. What's one of your favorite films? School is a waste of time. Yeah. I'd say that. All the time. Yeah. Don't go to school. I've got political science. And honestly, and honestly, I was, what I, I think my point, and I think this might be different than a lot of people's perspectives on this podcast. Um, I think when you're in pain, you should do drugs and drink lots of alcohol <laughs> because it helps with pain. It does. Yeah. So I think if you're in pain, that's exactly what you should do. That's what you should. And if you have fans that have quit, I heavily suggest thinking about going <laughs> back to it. Just evaluate your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it going well? If not, what have you taken away from your life? You know? Am I a massive screw up? Yeah, exactly. I, I've been sober now for about nine months, maybe 10. Yeah. Uh, this is the longest I've ever been sober. And my life is worse off now than <laughs> ever before. I have four unpaid parking tickets. I'm technically homeless. I don't work right now. You live at home. What do you mean? You're not homeless. If I if if my family, my sisters, my parents didn't live in New York, I would be a beggar. I would be a beggar on the street right now. Where um when do you move to Brooklyn? Uh, I I move on August first. Okay, so and then I will not be homeless. Yeah. Um. So let's get back. So you you come back from Spain, then you start going to school in in Manhattan, right there in Midtown, and then you decide what happens. A couple years go by, a couple months, you decide you want to do comedy. Um, how did how did you get on stage for the damn, first time, dude? Here's here's the, this is the truth. Uh, I did. Uh, what right. year did you graduate college? I don't know. Fourteen. Let's see, 2016, I'd been working at this place for two years, so no, probably 2014. Yeah. Probably 2014. You said you started doing your first mic in 2015. I think maybe 2015 Okay, I stopped. Uh, and uh, 
So you started comedy at 14, quit in 15, and then came back in 16? I quit in, literally, I did I did maybe, maybe like 12 open mics in like two and a half months. Yeah. And then, uh, for I remember for years, I was like, I got to do comedy. I want to do comedy. I was so terrified of doing it. I would just get loaded. And then I'd be too drunk to even try, yeah. you know? So this is before you started doing the open mics? Yes. Okay. And then, uh, and then I tried... And I was like, this is my saving grace comedy, you know, because I'm such a big comedy fan. And then I did it. And I don't know if you know this about the New York scene, especially in Brooklyn where I was in. I was like, oh, everyone just sucks here. Yeah. Like not as like as comedians. We all know that. I'm <laughs> saying as people, they're shit people. They're not very they're not very receptive. And it's interesting because they they stand on this platform of. Tolerance. Liberal tolerance, they're acceptance, tolerant. but they're not. They're, not. they're, they're tolerant they're of their cunts. views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're elitist cunts. Yeah, all of it's, them. it's across the board. Cunt, 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 cunt. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. But so I went there and I was like, oh, everyone fucking sucks, apparently. And then I was like, so I hate comedy. This is my one thing. So then I just stopped doing it for like two years. Yeah. But then um, I was like deeply unhappy. I was, all I was doing is drinking. Yeah. You know? In and out of relationships, disaster after disaster, and then I and then there was one girl. Oh man, what a fucking hot piece of pussy! And I mean that with all due respect, you know. I would tell her all the time, "What? What is it? We got you. You all right?" <laughs> with all due respect, yeah, much due respect. <laughs> what was her name? Rachel Fight Fika. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Don't beep that out. <laughs> <laughs> she does not uh she has blocked me on instagram um, how did that go because i'm a fucking alcoholic when someone breaks up with me it's my ego i'm like please take me back please take me until they're like you're annoying yeah you're annoying me i don't want you now see that's why what i do is uh very subtle i just make jokes about my ex-fiance and then i post them to instagram and then i tag her in it hoping she sees it you subtly tag her yeah nice that's good that's another way to <laughs> and do then it. i'm like hey What's up, dude? I'm a does that when I when I when I get dumped because I never dump people. They always dump me. Do and you do it on purpose? Do you like self sabotage though? So they you know that they're gonna dump you? Oh yeah yeah okay. yeah 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 yeah. Well, is it self sabotaging when you meet someone and you have like you're in good shape and you're not drinking for months? Yes. And, yeah, I know where you're going. And then, yeah. and then you're like three months in and you're like, hey, I'm a ruthless alcoholic and i've been cheating on you this whole time what now. Yeah, yeah yeah we don't condone cheating here on extra well that's all i do you I, know i'm trying not to i'm trying my darndest you could say you've done fentanyl heroin coke a lot of that which i have yeah but we don't condone cheating. you've never cheated no i've been Re cheated the reason why it bugs me so much is because i've been cheated on in almost every relationship i've been in Whew. and i already have a problem with feeling less than sheesh and <laughs> is that the last thing you said the last time <laughs> Sheesh! Again, I seen this episode. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because my brother, who's a very, very smart guy, he always says the problem with being so smart is you kind of always know how the movie's gonna end. Yeah, that's true. That is um, a good point. No, so in college I got cheated on a bunch. And then after college I got cheated on, and then when I finally stopped drinking and got sober and uh, started dating my ex fiance, that was the first relationship I was in where. 
I finally established trust with someone. It took a few years, but then I was like, oh, she's not going to cheat on me. Then we broke up. Well, she left me because I couldn't stop drinking. Okay. Because I relapsed and then I couldn't stay sober. Yeah. So she left, which was good. It was, you know, of course, 100% my fault. And then I was in a series of relationships after that, like shorter, much shorter relationships where, again, started Were you getting, drinking? Oh, yeah. Okay. Back to drinking and then I was getting cheated on all the time again. And then yeah. I got sober and found Savannah and now she's – I'm with someone again who I've established trust with. But it almost goes hand in hand. It's almost like I get cheated on. Because I turn into like a reckless alcoholic. Yeah, of course. And then because in both relationships where I've been 100% sober for the most part, like I was sober when I first met my ex-fiance. I was sober for like almost a year. Yeah. And then I would try to stay sober, but I just couldn't. And then with my current relationship, I've only ever been sober. Those relationships, I never seem to be cheated on. Yeah. It's the ones where I'm drinking and then I'm like, you're fucking, I know you're out. Yeah. The the old Dane Cook joke. With whose dick? Yeah, 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 of course. So, and then I think. That almost goes hand in hand. Dane Cook, what happened to that guy, huh? <laughs> I heard he fucks 19-year-olds. Shout out. <laughs> we support that on this podcast. <laughs> Kelsey's like, uh, she's like 26. Is your fiance? Or? No, 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 no. Oh, his girl. His girl. She's oh, like I was kidding. I didn't 26 know. or 27. Ew, too, boo, too old. Dane, come on. You're a millionaire. Fucking clean it up. Dane is the reason I got into stand-up. No way. Yeah. He's talk- great. Tremendous. I, no, we've talked about it before. Big that, fan. Big fan. Because when I would, <laughs> when I saw on Comedy Central Presents, when I would see like Mitch Hedberg or Tom Rhodes or like some of those guys, I would watch it and I'd go, this is so funny, but I can't do you that. Can't do yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I saw Dane and I go, I want to do that. That's so- Where he's like ripping his shirt off and like throwing water. Yeah. They're always wet and shit. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, fucking, I want to do that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. And that's what first like kicked me off into stand-up. But let's get back to you. So you take that time off, that well, two years. I don't even know where we were. Don't worry. I'm very good at this. So you take the two years off. Oh. And then what happens where you decide you're going to get back into comedy? The reason I bring up Rachel Fico is because uh, I would tell her I'm going to be a comedian. Oh, so this is the relationship where you're getting drunk and just being reckless and you're telling her. I'm going to be a comedian. I she, think the way you're saying it, though, is probably like, I'm going to do comedy. I'm going to be a comedian. I think, um, well, there was only three. I don't know if I was drinking at this time. I know okay. I was an A. I think I was sober with her. I oh, think. okay. I think. I didn't even know you went to uh, meetings. Oh, I went to AA for maybe three, four years. Oh, wow. In and out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I would, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'll get into that in a second. But I would tell her I'm going to be a comic. And then I was like, oh, what I heard is it takes 10 years to become successful. Yeah. So I was like, she was like, I want to date a rich man. I want to be with oh, a rich Oh, she straight man. said that? She said that. And I was like, well, I'll be rich in 10 years. Can you wait? And she's like, no. And, the, and now with a sober mind, she was right. Yeah. She was beautiful. She was 28. She wanted to have kids like she's right. Yeah, she's ready now. She's ready now. You know, I was not ready. Now, was she a money grubbing whore? I guess some would say that not me. (laughs) I said she was right. But anyway, she dumped me, and then so I went back into comedy. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So, because I was like, fuck this bitch. I'm thank driven. You, Rachel. On, now she gave me the fuel. She gave you the life, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see that all the time. Had I gotten married, 
because and the listeners know this, but like I love my ex fiance. She called me tomorrow and said, "Hey, I need your help with this. Like, I need you to come to Florida. I'd book a. I'd be on the next plane flight." Because wow, that's great. Well, that's be- beautiful. I think. Um, but the thing is, is I thank God every day that that didn't work out mm-hmm. and that she did leave. One because it was for her own benefit. Now she's going to get married in October and everything's hunky dory. But two, it gave me the spiteful rage to be like, I'm not going to fucking go out like this. You need that. Like, I'm not going to get punked. You need that. Yeah. And I tell, like, I'm I, I'm an incredibly petty person. So I'll ask people to come on the podcast. And if they're obviously much more successful than me and they say, oh, I got to talk to my people or my network doesn't like me doing this or whatever. I understand that. But, like, there's some people I'll meet at open mics and I'll be like, hey, I'd love for you to come on the show. And they're like, uh, I'm kind of busy. Like, let me check my – like, they give me the big time. And I'm like, we're at the same fucking open mic, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I file it away. Yeah. And for anybody who's ever done that, you will never, ever come on this show. And look at how good we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So You're alienating like, everybody. Am I? No. Am I not making friends? No, you're making great friends. I'm man. trying to make fans. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about the comedy community. Honestly, they, they don't they, buy tickets, man. They don't buy tickets. They can suck my dick. You know what I mean? That's my slogan. Shirt's coming out August. <laughs> so you get dumped and you become. Fun fact. <laughs> my first friend in comedy ever. Uh, my first friend in comedy is literally the most hated person in comedy. Who? I'm not going to say his name because he's a comedian. He's okay. a fr- but he's literally the most hated. And uh, he's the, the only person in the three months when I started doing stand-up in Brooklyn who came up to me and talked to me. And yeah. we became, we were, like, friendly, right? And then I go away. And then uh, for two years I would go and just, like, try and bang random girls or whatever. Yeah. And we would always see each other because he's also like that. And we would see each other at this cheap bar in Brooklyn on dates. And then we would laugh and we would talk. And then after my girlfriend dumped me, I was just randomly at this bar with this person. I don't even know her name anymore. And he was there. And we were just laughing the whole time. And he, he brought me back in. And he was like, this is where we're doing it. Come, come. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So it was lucky. It was and now you host your show. You, I mean, you you had the podcast, which you might start back up. You you host the the mics of the Grizzly Pair. You got like a lot going on. I'm gonna start a podcast uh, with uh, two friends of mine. Okay, there yeah. you go. See, and that's the thing that I love about In it New York, is yeah. yeah, is the uh, the opportunities when you leave the opportunity to come back mm-hmm. because that's exactly what happened. To, uh, not exactly, but that is what happened to me. Was I left comedy? And then, you know, all this shit happens where I'm getting arrested and going to rehabs and jails and stuff. And then I come back and it's just like, yeah, come on in. Do you like uh, – did you like uh, any aspect of jail? Yeah. What did you A like lot of it actually. Um, I really like the structure. Yeah. I like the – I like being on the schedule. It's very regimented. I need that too. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And that's the same thing with AA. The AA never worked for me until it did because I would not – I wasn't disciplined enough to actually do what I was told to do or it works in other words, work it. yeah, I wasn't, I hadn't hit, I hadn't hit a, uh, easy does it, but do it. I hadn't hit a sufficient enough bottom to where I was willing to do the work. And then when I did hit that bottom and I was willing to do the work, I fell into that same thing as in jail, as in life where it, it, like same thing with football, where it's like, I wake up, I say my prayers, I do this, I do that. 
And then at the end of the day, <clears throat> another day goes by and I'm sober. It's the same thing I liked about jail was you get up, you eat breakfast, you make your bed, you like clean up the, the cell. And then next thing you know, <clears throat> Low job. I was still, I was a, going to do trustee work. <laughs> <laughs> so I get driven to a substation every day, and I'd help out around there, and yeah. then come home, read a book, watch some football. How are the guards friendly? So this is the thing about the CEOs. I'm trying to work this into a bit, but every CEO that I had, they were always they, a lot of them would say the same thing: is they'd ask you what you were in for, and you'd tell them, and they'd be like, "Man, if I was out in the street, I'd have just let you go." So apparently, I had the coolest fucking CEOs known to humankind. Uh huh. Some of them were kind of dicks. In Jacksonville, Duval County, <clears throat> they're assholes. Like, I got bailed out one time. Uh, my older sister bailed me out. Check out her episode. We talk about it. But uh, Is that a regional thing, you think? Is that like people in Jacksonville suck? or is that? Yeah, well, I think it has a lot to do with – I do think it's regional because in Palm Beach County, yeah. shouts out Gun Club, where I spent the majority of my incarcerated time – that's a very wealthy county. It's Palm Beach, Florida. Okay. So they get paid a lot more. They have better benefits. The they're nicer. They're, so they're nicer. Rich people are better. And then in Duval, it's a very poor county. Poor people. Boo. I agree. All of my problems are always with poor people. I find myself around poor people. And then I hate, I literally hate poor people. <laughs> They're bad people. That's why you're poor. A lot of your problems are brought on by yourself. I mean, let's fucking call a spade a spade here. Rich people are friendly. They got a lot to be happy about. That's true. I can't wait to move up. Step on these poor throats. <laughs> let's. So now you got a lot going on with comedy. I want to get back to your drinking, though, because it's obviously severely a problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So yes. let's I forgot get it. Why we're, my, my bad. My bad. No, we talked about it a lot. It's, it's interesting because. I will say this. Oh, this used to be true. I used to cheat when I would drink. Yeah. We, and I yeah, we were talking hung up that. on that. That was like my phrase to people. Like whenever I was with a girl, I was like, listen, when I'm sober, I don't cheat. Now, that has changed. You've cheated sober. Yes, sir. <laughs> now so just, I just cheat all the time. You're a cheater, yeah. I am a cheater. Uh, I am with a woman right now. We're not together, but we're yeah. like basic. dating, yeah. We're dating. And I'm not cheating because, because I'm like, uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is why I'm such a good guy. I don't, ha I don't think it's a, a moral dilemma. Really? I don't think it's amoral to cheat. I've been cheated on. I've been cheated. It hurts. Well, the thing is, I didn't realize. Yeah, it does. It, I see, didn't. so don't you think doing that to other people, the pain that you felt putting that on other people? You don't hurt people hurt people. Yeah. That's three now. Now I'm done with the AA slogans. Um, okay. Yes. No, here's the thing about cheating. My first two girlfriends ever both cheated on me. Yeah. That's how my relationships with women started. Yeah, so that's kind of what you came into. Yes. And m the only marriage I ever saw growing up was my parents, and my dad cheated on my mom. Ah, okay. And then my only role model ever is my older sister, lesbian. See? See, guys? Cool with her. My role model, literally. He's pussy all the time. Shout out. You know? Bow down. My sister's a slut, dude. She <laughs> She always has a new girlfriend. This bitch always has a new girlfriend. And then is actually, she going to listen to this? Uh, I, does she I listen so. to a lot of stuff you do? She is my biggest fan. She's is my she really? Yeah, 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 she rules. Shout out. Do you want to shout out? Jenny Senra. What's yeah. up, Jenny? Yeah, what's up, Jenny? Gang, gang. Gang, gang. My other sister's a cop. 
whoa. You know what I mean? Hey. I'm not a big supporter of the cops. Yeah, we're not going to shout that sister. Who, who, but who is? But I love my sister. I love my sister. But you just hate cops. I don't like them, dude. I don't like them. I have is two. She a cop in New York or in Long Island? She's a cop in New York. Okay, in Brooklyn. Oof. Ah. Well, it's not Jay Z's Brooklyn anymore. No, she she works in Jay Z's Brooklyn. Oh, does she? Yeah, yeah. She no, but legitimately, she does. Jay Z's Brooklyn for sure. <laughs> oh god, she's she. And here's the thing: is that I love my sister, but we disagree on everything. It. Literally everything, dude. And I. I don't know. Then you go and you do comedy in New York where every comic's like, boo, cops. So naturally you're like, well, then I want to support yeah. everything that – because whenever there's a group that's like, yay, don't you just want to ruin it? Oh, just, I just want to spoil it. Yeah, dump a bucket of but water. But when they it. say what you agree with, then it becomes so much harder because yeah. you're like, now I got to find the angle. And then the cops just keep on winning. <laughs> They just keep on dunking on everybody. You know what I mean? Well, they just guns. make it easier and easier to defend them. <laughs> so I want to get back to Uvalde your, rules. You're drinking. You've, you've, oh, God. Anyways, yeah. So, so when my, did you start drinking? Yeah. <clears throat> the cops stink. <laughs> cops fucking stink, dude. Uh, when did I start drinking? I started drinking, uh, 13, 14. No, late. Okay. Me too. I had my first drink when I was 13. Yeah. And then no drinking. Uh, but when you start 17 in yeah, college, me too. First day, first day of college. What happened? Uh, I walked in and, uh, you're living on campus, obviously. Yes. You're not from there. Yeah, exactly. I had two roommates, right? Yeah. And I was moving it. My, my parent, my mom was helping me move in, whatever. Hugs me goodbye. The second she leaves, uh, my roommate opened his refrigerator and he handed me a beer. Were you nervous? So you went to college at 17. Were you nervous? Were you no. like, hey, what are we doing? Are we no, like I was mad excited. Yeah. I was so excited. I was a pothead for sure. I'd smoke pot all through all through high school. Okay. Like to the point where you're just smoking yourself retarded. Yeah. Like, all day, every day, just I don't know my name. Do you still honestly. smoke a lot of pot? No, I don't like it. I don't okay. like it. it. Makes me paranoid. Oh wow! So you kind of went the other way on that. For years, it was making me paranoid, giving me anxiety. It was like, why am I doing this? Bro, yeah, addicted. You it's know? like when I used to do coke, and then I'd stare at the people in my apartment. And it's like, what do you? What's the like? What are we doing? I yeah, because I would be like, I should smoke weed for my anxiety, but I was always anxious. Yeah, because- and then I. I got arrested once. When did, uh, what happened with that? Was I that got, in college? No, I got arrested. Uh, high school? Twice. In high school? Actually, I was at, it was after college I got arrested. Okay. What happened? But, oh, oh, why I was, in high school I was paranoid because, oh, this is true. Long Island. Shout out cops. More, more cop stories. I got pulled over a handful of times in Long Island yeah. for smoking and driving. I'm not driving. I was in the passenger seat, you know? You mean smoking weed and driving? Smoking weed, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I smoke cigarettes With, and drive all the time. Yeah, in high school. In high school, okay. like, uh, it would be like six of your buddies in a in a car, in their mom's car. You guys would smoke the just drive around. With yeah. Them. That's all, right? Joyriding, yeah. Cops would pull you over, and there would be me and like five white Jewish kids in Long Island, and they'd be like, get the fuck out of here, go home. And then, right? And then the first time in Long Island, this happened to me like literally five times. And then one time in Long Island, I worked at Cozy Mel's restaurant. It was a Mexican restaurant. I had two Mexican friends with me. We got pulled over. Uh, no, we didn't get pulled over. I was in a parking lot at the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, rolling up and I got arrested. 
The cops showed up and just arrested yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. We didn't get sent home. <clears throat> so whenever you were with the white kids, they would just send you home. But when you were hanging out with the Mexican kids, they And I'm not you. even... I'm not saying anything about that. I'm just saying that's the, that's exactly the facts. Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. So how long were you arrested? Like, how long were you detained? I was detained. It was literally the most fun I've ever had. Did you get booked and everything? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, and so, and I'm paranoid. Whenever I'm smoking in a car, I'm paranoid because I'm like, cops are going to find us. Yeah. You know? And now anytime I get... I smoke, I'm always like... Someone's gonna find out, but meanwhile, no one gives a fuck now. Yeah, and I don't even think now, it's yeah. yeah. I think it's legal, but still, for some reason, I'm like somebody's gonna find out. So I don't know why. what happened? You're in the parking lot. The cops show up and they just are like, "Hey, get over here!" Yeah, they arrest us. Uh, they take us. Right? It's me, my friend Chris, and my friend Maria, and uh, we're detained. We're in this holding cell. Yeah. I guess it's just us three. You know, quiet night. And because we're boys and girls, they had to separate us. Mm-hmm. So Maria's in one cell. She's crying, and me and Chris are in the other cell, just laughing so hard. We're just high, yeah. and we're just having a good time. I just had a good time. And my sister was a cop. She came in, stormed in, and, like, cursed them out or whatever. Cursed out the cops? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, twice I got arrested, she did the same thing. Really? What was yeah. the second time? Same D- thing? DUI. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about it. What happened with that? Um, all this right. This is after college? After college. I'm living with my uh, sister in Long Beach. Okay. Uh, cop I'm, or Jenny? she's not a cop. She's not a cop. She's a school psychologist. Jenny. Jenny. Yeah. yeah. So I'm living with her, drinking all day, summer day. You know. Yeah. Beach, chilling. I'm gonna pick up my friend Stu. He's in Brooklyn. So I'm drinking all throughout the day, but I'm a professional alcoholic yeah. at this point. You know. Yeah. So you know how like yeah we'll, I know I'm very we'll, aware. Yeah, we'll test. We'll like blow way over, but I'm like I'm tell I'm honestly sober right. Yeah, now. it's so funny you say that. When I got my second DUI. They were like, blow. And the first time I didn't blow and I got screwed because I, like whether you blow or not in the state of Florida, your license is gone. Okay. So if you blow and you're over, you lose your license. If you don't blow, you lose your license for six months. If you don't blow at all, you lose your license for a year. So I was like, well, I'm fucking dead to rights anyway. I might as well just blow yeah, yeah. and g- keep my get my license back sooner. So I blow. Guys. And it was <laughs> – <laughs> it was yeah. 0.28 and the cop said, how are you talking to us right now? Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, if this is 0.02 higher, I legally have to take you to the hospital for alcohol poisoning. Sick. And I was like, okay. And he goes, but you're having a full on conversation. Yeah. And, and of course, I always make the dumb joke. It's like, well, I've been training for this my whole life. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is like, I'm fine. I think those, those lines, they don't understand alcoholics. Yeah, they I, don't. It's a different measurement. Yeah. First, it's a hundred percent a different measurement. Yeah. Cause I, I so I blow, I drink so you all think day. You're fine. Dude, yeah, I drink all day. Right? Oh, I didn't even get pulled over for driving uh, erratically. Oh, really? Yeah, I got pulled over for something that I would have got pulled over sober for. So I, I drove all the way into Brooklyn. By the way, I'm definitely more if, – if I'm intoxicated, definitely more intoxicated going to Brooklyn from Long Island. That's an hour and a half, you yeah. know? I get to Brooklyn, no problem. Pick up my friends too. Drive all the way back, another hour and a half. I got pulled over on the exit. So going. three hours later. Three hours later, I get pulled over. And I'm not drinking in the car. Yeah, so you haven't had a drink in at least three hours. And I blew way over. And so, uh, oh, so you blew? Yeah, yeah. What did you get pulled over for? So uh, there's, there's literally. All right, so there's two lanes. Yeah, we've got video now, so we can do this. Okay, there's two lanes, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a cop pulled this car over right here. Yeah. No, three lanes. I'm sorry, three lanes, right? So there's a cop pulled this guy over, and I drove. I drove by. Oh, uh, and you can't do that. This cop 
did one of these like you ever see a soccer game when someone scores and the goalie chastises his defense? Yeah, yeah. Like that, basically. I was like, what a fucking asshole. You know what I mean? And then I get pulled over by a second car. Yeah, because you're supposed to give them, give them a, a lane, lane of space. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I so get, they pull up on you. And what are you panicking? Or are you like, oh, I'm fine? Because in my drunken mind, I was like, when I got pulled over the, for my second one, I was like, I'm good. Like, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. I'm I was good. like, I'm absolutely fine. I get pulled over and then. They smelled booze on me literally immediately. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. I misspoke. It's the first one where I thought I was fine. The second one, I wasn't even driving. I was in a parking lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so they pulled me over. Uh, uh, and, you know. And as soon as you rolled down the window, they were like, whoa. Since, since I've brought up race so many times. And I brought up colored races. Now I feel like it would be horrible for me not to bring up these. We're two dumb Italians. <laughs> And I mean, it would like, be irresponsible yeah, not to bring. Yeah, they were they were white sauce monkeys. Uh, fucking, they wanted to tongue kiss their mothers. You know what I mean? They're the guys wiping off meatballs <laughs> as he's talking to me. It was filthy and disgusting. They were also young. If you're a young cop, like get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yo. you haven't seen anything. You haven't seen fucking life. So when you give a young guy authority, a young Italian authority. It's the worst. Yeah. They're little Mussolini's, all of them. <laughs> They're fucking horrible people. Italian-Americans, I don't want anything to do with them. So they pulled me over, and it comes down to this. This guy's literally like, listen, I know you've been drinking. I was like, I've been drinking. And he goes, uh, he calls my sister. My sister's a cop. So do, you, do you drop that your sister's a cop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first card you My play. sister's as dumb as you. Look. And I show him my sister cop card. And then- uh, You have a card? Yeah. And he, he uh, you know, uh, he goes, this is what you got. And by the way, I don't know if he was being honest to this point. Maybe he was. He goes, if you tell me you had any alcohol, I will let you go. But if you don't, I will arrest you. And I was like, this is a trick. So I go, I have not had any alcohol. And he arrested me. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. So what? So what happened? You go to the jail. You uh, get yeah. detained, and then I get detained. Your and sister comes running and screaming. She at people. fucking ripped their heads apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did she say? Like she's like, "You're a fucking coward. You don't. You don't deserve a badge. You're supposed Holy to look shit. out. Holy yeah, shit! You're a pussy. You're you supposed fucking, to look out for family. Yeah, you fucking slurs, 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 <laughs> more slurs. Yeah, I come from a well-educated family. <laughs> so. God, we haven't even That's why that. I love my sister. She's got my back no matter what. Yeah. Um, God, so you've been arrested twice. Both times you said. So did you get the DUI? Did they book you on the DUI? You got it? You and it's to supposed to be expunged from my record. I recently found out it's not because I tried to get a job as an Uber Eats delivery man, and I'm not employable. I'm not I'm not hireable for Uber Eats delivery. Yeah, I tried to do Uber back home in Florida, and you have to wait like five years after your last DUI to do Jesus it. Jesus fucking. When did this happen? This must have been kind of recently, right? Uh, I don't know. Two or three years ago? Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Um, so I wanted to get to... Uh, some of these stories. I think it was more. I think it might have been four or five years ago. Oh, so you might be able to get. I think it was Eats before within the next year. Or so I think it was before uh, AA. Okay, I think so. Well, actually, I wanted to. I'm glad you kept me on track there. I wanted to bring that back up. You, uh, so you started drinking in college. When did you kind of like get to the point where you were drinking all the time? Was that in Philly? Was that in Spain? Like when did that like click over for you? I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. Could you ask me? I was just thinking of the editor. I'm like, I wonder what he thinks of me right now. <laughs> yeah. 
I wonder. I seriously wonder. He's um, either going to shake my hand and or just not be there when I when this is over. Go ahead. So when you when did you kind of hit that point? Because as you've openly what talked point? about, you've been in and out of AA. Yeah. You, you know, you say you drink a little bit too much. Um, when did you? When did you get to that point where you're just like hanging out with your friends drinking to, oh my God, I'm drinking all the time every day? It was immediate. It was? It was immediate. See, this is interesting to me because a lot of people in the rooms and stuff always say like the second I started drinking, I was an alcoholic, which wasn't the case for me. And I'm like a a blue chip, like first round draft pick alcoholic. Like I fucking can hang when I was drinking. But that's not the case. That wasn't my case. Like. I started like partying and stuff when I got to like right before I took a semester off. Then when I got to college and was playing college football, you would drink like once or twice a week, but you'd go super hard, but you'd only do it every once in a while. And then when I stopped playing football, I kind of got more and more into it and then finally hit a point where I was drinking like all day, every day. But it wasn't Mm. immediate, which is interesting when I talk to people and they say it was immediate. So you had that first beer right after your mom left and then you just kept you just Kept it going. Yeah, so uh, I would smoke weed every day before college, yeah, right? that's what you said. And then when I got to college, I would smoke weed every day, and then most days I would drink. And okay. then it got into, like, I'm just drinking every day. But Were when, you still going to class? Were you maintaining grades and stuff? Or I had, like, a... Like, like a, a C average? I No, I think I did pretty well, because it was, it was easy. I don't know. Yeah. I did all right. I, I wasn't a great student. I didn't like school. But I, I would drink every day. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, most of the time you drink with friends or whatever and you, everyone wants to get fucked up in college but when they weren't around I would still drink yeah you know oh yeah fucking do I know yeah yeah so it was it was that was fine I I knew like people would make jokes about me being an alcoholic I would make jokes about me being an alcoholic before I realized that you know yeah and then when I went to Barcelona like true like a year and a half into college Barcelona. second yeah I went there and I was like that's when it was a Parent. That's when it was a problem. Yeah, when I had literally no response, but that's when school became. How were a you making money in Barcelona? Oh, I wasn't. You I were wasn't. just got money for being a student. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it was, it, and uh, all I did was literally drink wine. Are you doing classes? Or are you? It was no concern of mine. <laughs> when I was in Spain, I forgot I was in school. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would just drink but all But there day. are logistics to it. Like, I understand what you're saying, but there are logistics to it. Like, you, you're living in... Uh, One of my professors was like, uh, when you come... She, she accused me of drinking in class. And I was like, I'm not drinking in class. She's like, you're drunk right now. I was like, I'm not. And I wasn't. And she's like, I can smell it. She said that, I can smell it. Yeah. And I was like, that's because I was drinking last night. You dumb bitch. You don't know how this works. And then So you you didn't completely abandon like you were still going to your class. Well, after that, yeah. after she said that, I was like, Well, fuck this and I didn't go. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I didn't go anymore. And then uh, because I was like, I'm not even drinking. They're gonna tell me I'm drinking. Yeah. I might as well just drink. I've had that happen on quite a few occasions. Where but you this wake is, up the next day, you shower, but then it's, it's still on your you. Pores. She's 100 yeah. percent right. Yeah, I did smell. I just didn't smell myself because you don't normally you can't tell. Smell. Yeah, I'm, you're an I'm an idiot. So, yeah. but well, the first story I want to tell you, it's not even a real story. It's like this is. Why I always remembered it, I just realized like a couple days ago when you texted me, I was like, that's why I remember it. Like the first moment I realized I don't have power over alcohol, yeah. like I have no control, is uh, it was a Friday night, right? 
and uh, it was pregame. We always pregamed at my place. Another fucking sign. Is you this know? Is, yeah? All the college kids that I wasn't even going to class with anymore. Is this at Hunter or is this at in Barcelona? This is in Barcelona. Yeah, it was me and like uh, fucking fifteen, twenty year olds. You okay. know, they always just come to my place, just drink pregame. I went out. I woke up six p.m. on Saturday, fully clothed, my shoes on, everything in bed. Like, no idea how I got there. Yeah. I remember waking up at 6 p.m. It was dark out already. Just fully closed. I was like, whoa. Like, that was a true blackout. Yeah. Where time not warp. a moment. Time, time warp, warp, dude. Yeah. I was like, I got to be careful. <laughs> that was my thought. And then that was the only thought I remember having. And then I woke up Sunday at 6 p.m. started drinking fully again. Fully clothed in my bed. It was two back-to-back Flat out blackouts. The only thought I had in between was, "Whoa, I should be careful." <laughs> and then, and then from that, uh, literally, I remember like taking three days. Like, "Whoa, this is." I didn't know what the feeling was in my head, but I, 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 I was fear. I yeah, think. yeah, because I had no, no control of it, of myself. So, and then you come back home. You finish school at Hunter. Are you still drinking when you go to Hunter College? <sighs> well. <clears throat> For when I came home, I had to spend a summer at my parents' house. Yeah. And I'm f- full-blown alcohol where I just drink my face off all day. And now I'm living with my parents. And now I'm like, you can't turn that off. Yeah, you can't. So now they just see me as a problem. And that's when I got arrested at Cozy Mel's. You yeah. Know? And my mom's like horrified. And I was like, well, fuck this. I'm going to go to Hunter, I guess, and make movies. I'm a genius. You don't know, lady. You don't know what the fucking process is, you know? But really, I was just going on our deck, <laughs> drinking wine, staring at a blank screen, being like, this is a great movie. When did you uh, – I'm curious about this. When did you first, like, go into AA? Was that because of the DUI or was that because it was something you were interested in? Um, yeah. When Here's the thing. Uh, for me, at least, like, uh, after college – after co- I would drink like that all throughout college. Yeah. Hunter and everything, right? After college, my first like big person job, I was selling audio equipment. And, uh, it does not sound like a first big person job. I was a salesman at Midtown. I was horribly underqualified. It was a failing business, so they hired me for cheap. And uh, you were underqualified. I didn't know no qualifications at all. Oh, I I just assumed with a degree you'd be overqualified. But yeah, you don't have any sales experience. You don't know. Anything I don't know about anything the about the equipment at all. I would literally ha- I would be hung over every day. Yeah. Spend the first two hours hanging out with my Russian boy. He was in the repairs department. Just staying away from my desk where anyone could see me because I'm so hungover. And then I would go to my desk and some guy who would be like a sound engineer. I don't know if you know this, but sound engineers complete dickheads most of the time. Not Except here. for the one, Not this here. one. Yeah, yeah. Except for this one, I'm sure. Gotham but Production Studios I will is the best say, sound engineer. I will say, though, I have worked with you guys for two years, and I bet he agrees. You know what I mean? <laughs> that some of them They fucking suck, these guys. So these guys would come in like 20-year men. And they, most of them were documentary filmmakers. Yeah. And oh, like, those guys are the most pretentious. Sound mixers and documentary filmmakers was most of my business. Yeah. So they would be like, they would just be shouting out this new equipment that I'd never even heard of. And they would be asking me, does it do this? Is it capable of this? I'm spending, I'm spending six grand on this. I'm spending nine grand on this. Don't fuck me on this. I need to know. And I would just be like, yes, yes, of course. And then I'd sell them this equipment and it, wouldn't go well. 
And then they would come in like two weeks later, Just yelling my name, trying to find me. I would take yeah. three hours. Yeah, I I did that job. I had such anxiety for two years. How long did you do that job? I have a lot of people that want to kill me right now. How long did you do that? Two years. Two years. I literally just ducked people. Just every three weeks, someone's coming in screaming, Joe! It was insane how often it happened. It, it, yeah, literally. Dozens of times. Dozens of times, grown men would be like, he fucked me out of thousands of dollars. Where the fuck is he? I'm just hiding in the de- repairs department. So would over. your boss just be like... Yeah, because he was a criminal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he would be like, you bought, you you bought it. No returns. Yeah. And he knew his business was going under, so he didn't care. Yeah. No he returns. Would, he would just be like, keep doing it. Keep doing it. I'm like, okay. Fuck yeah. It was horrible. It's horrible for anxiety. Yeah, it sounds like it. So when did you... Is that when you were kind of like, oh shit, maybe I should tone down the, the boozing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think. I think. It's hard to tell. I think that's when. Uh, so you didn't have, other than the Barcelona Saturday, Sunday, you didn't have like this big clear moment of like, oh, I should quit. I never had that moment. Okay. okay. I've never had that. Well, I guess at some point. I mean, you randomly. I mean. Now I have. Now, it's every hard. time you drink, I, you have that. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's, but first of all, AA ruins drinking for you. Yeah. It fucking ruins it. They, what is it? They they have a good term where it says you when the worst position to be in is a head full of AA and a belly full of booze. Yes, yeah, that's true. Because you're just thinking about all the stuff you could have done right, but you're drunk now. So what's the point? And it's very it fucking ruins it. It was it was that was my life for a very long time because I got sober in 2013 is when I went to rehab, relapsed in 2014, and I didn't get sober again long term until 2018. So for that four years, yeah, it was just like in and out, and three months here, six months there, three it. months. It's me. And yeah, and you can't you can't have like a good time because. The second something goes wrong, you think to yourself, this is what they told me about. This is what they warned me about. It guilts you. It it's you so guilt. bad. I don't like the guilt. Yeah. I don't like it. So but in that time, yeah. in that time, uh, another thing I was going to mention is uh, it was 21. It was 21 or 22, right? Uh, just Barcelona just ended. I'm living now in uh, Long Island. No, no, no. It was after Long Island. So, so. Hunter? Hunt, I was going to Hunter College. I'm living in Astoria, right? Okay. My friends from Barcelona, a few of them, uh, are coming to visit. They visited me. They're in my apartment, right? <laughs> Your tiny apartment. In, in my tiny apartment. And we're drinking, whatever. We're, we're hanging out. We're pre-gaming. And then I woke up in my uh, childhood home in Long Island. What? Yeah. Yeah. My... Uh, that, like literally 50 text messages, some from my roommates. Like I just cut my hand on glass, broken glass. Like what the fuck? My friends are like, are you okay? What's going on? What happened? Uh, I don't know what happened. But well, obviously. But. My mom uh, came into my room. She woke me up like crying. Like she was crying. Yeah. And then she was like, she told me, she was like, uh, by the way, she told me uh, that I was laying on some city floor in Midtown. And uh, uh, like a street, a like sidewalk. A street. No, the street where like cars are whizzing by. And she said, "This is what someone told her." She was like, uh, "A transgender prostitute uh, picked me up and dragged me to the sidewalk and like saved me. Wow! Like saved my life." And uh, my mom was like, "How did they?" Oh, say, and God, then somebody just you. went through your wallet and like called. Like yeah, yeah, call, yeah. She mom. must have called my mom. Okay, use your phone or, or something. They, I don't even know because yeah. I don't remember the prostitute. I don't remember any of this. My mom was like traumatized, 
I went out drinking that night. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm fucking I was like, I, I'm like, you're fucking, I'm not dealing with this You're bullshit. overreacting. I Relax. literally was like, yeah. And I was like, my friends are in town right now. I got to go hang out. I have to. Yeah. I have to go hang like, out. Like, they don't live here. What the fuck are you talking about? So that, I, I've done that so many, That's an awesome story. Because I've done that so many times where you wake up and you're like, I got, the first time I ever got alcohol poisoning, shout out. Dan, the Danimal Bearcat came. He's been on the show. He was the original drinking buddy. He's the whole reason for the show. He's the one that got me, uh, put the podcast in my head 10 years ago. But I'll never forget. He picked me up from the hospital after the first time I had alcohol poisoning. And we're in his car driving. And we stop at the gas station to get a Gatorade. Now, a lot of people don't know this. But when you get severe alcohol poisoning, you start to throw up like black tar, like stomach acid. And it swells your throat. Mm. So we stop at the gas station. He gets me a purple Gatorade. I'll never forget. And I could barely swallow it. The second we got back to his house, yeah. I did like two shots. And I was like, this will this will level me out. This will yeah. make me feel better. Yeah. And just off rip, just did two shots. And everyone's like, have you lost your fucking – like you just got out of the ER. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good though. I'm good. They don't get it at yeah. all. And the thing is, there's a part – I. That's what – so if, if I was an AA person, I'd be like, that's it, the insane thing, yeah, right? Yeah, the insanity. But I'm not – and I'm and I do relate, and yeah. I'm like, there is a part of you that is probably right. <laughs> there is a part of you that's like, no, I know the deal. Like and, I know what I'm doing, and and I f will find comfort in this. Yeah, and and it won't kill me. I know you think it it literally won't, yeah. and it didn't. So here we go. Who's right? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah, I have a question for you. Is uh. Now you're sober. Yeah. Because I'm sober right now, but I don't really call myself sober. Like, I, I want to drink all the time. Yeah. You're white knuckling it. I'm white knuckling it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, are you, do you ever white knuckle it? No. Never. No, because when I used to white knuckle it, I would start drinking. Yes. Yeah, I know. But how do you not white knuckle it? Um, so it's not for everybody. There's a lot of different ways to get sober, but uh, AA is the only thing that ever worked for me. Taking the step seriously and actually doing the work. This saved my life. And you don't miss it? I miss the adventures. Because being sober can be incredibly boring. And I've talked about that on the show before. I miss some of the adventures. I have no desire to drink, though, at all. You have no desire for at it? At all. Well, yeah. I work in restaurants, in bars. I do comedy in bars. Never am I – one time in the last, like, four years – was I around – like it happens on occasion, very rarely, but it will happen where I'll see people and be like, man, that looks like fun. But then literally within three seconds, I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So – and that's the gift that AA has given me. And again, it's not for everybody. It's the only thing that ever worked for me. I was always one of the smartest people in the room. I was always too smart for AA. These people are fucking morons. Like I know better. And I, you know what? I always got drunk. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I did something to where I had to surrender and, you know, give myself up and do do what was asked of me. And I did it a lot without doing that. And I would always go back to drinking. But when I finally was like, you know what, I'm going to fucking just see how this works if I actually do it the right way. And I have not had the desire to drink since. Because mm. the white knuckling thing will make you miserable. Oh. I, I, I mean, I can't speak for you. But for me, it made me miserable. Just the everyday like – you you have to push yourself so hard to just be like just don't drink just don't drink just don't drink yeah that you by the time the day's over you're like wow I spent the entire day like trying so hard not to drink yes the thing I love about AA is I don't even think of most ninety nine percent of the time I don't even think about it yeah 
But that's nice. Yeah, that's it's, nice. It's well, freedom. It's a weird freedom. The, the one thing that A has finally given me is uh, knowing, like, I know what will happen. Yeah. Like, I'm no longer, I don't have a false illusion. It's about funny you say that. Uh, so I said that for the longest time, and then this last time I got sober, I started saying, I have no idea what was going to happen if I drank. That's mm-hmm. why. And my sponsor took me aside, and he goes, that's the difference. He goes, people who aren't ready to give up drinking always go, oh, I, I can't drink because I know what's going to happen. Okay. He goes, people who are truly ready to give up drinking, give it up because they have no fucking idea what's going to happen. And yeah. that scares the shit out of you. Yeah. So plug everything one more time. Oh, Joe Not Famous, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, the last show. The last, the last show, show NYC. NYC. Yeah, please come out. Thank you. Um. This is fucking fun. This was a blast, man. I appreciate yeah. you coming on. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. BrennanTComedy.com, at BrennanTComedy on all social media. Check out the Patreon, uh, Brennan, uh, Patreon.com slash BrennanTastic. Get your merch, X-Drinking Buddy merch, and we'll talk to you all next week. That's it. Hell yeah. I got to go run.